Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Warrior Within. And I just want to thank you guys for the great year so far and Happy New Year to 2021. Hopefully this year we'll be able to see a little bit of a difference in our churches. Hopefully we'll see a difference in people. Hopefully we'll take 2021 as a way to move forward from 2020 and to speak up when we need to speak, to pray when we're supposed to be praying. And then as men guys, I'm hoping that all of you guys, as you've been going on this journey with me, will recognize the need that this year, make the commitment to be the leader that you're supposed to be at home. Make the commitment to be the leader in your church, your job, your community, maybe even your children's lives in the sense of like what they do from sports, school, clubs, groups, whatever they're involved in. I mean, if your kids are in youth group, take the challenge, go to youth group with them and just see what the youth pastor is teaching and maybe even participate in any of the activities and events they may do and just be a volunteer in some way. Because the idea is as men, just our presence being a part of our kid's life can make a difference. Our presence in people's lives can make a difference. And if we're trying to be men who are warriors and leaders, even though we're supposed to have a heart of a lamb as well, showing peace and love, we need to be out there. You can't, you can't just sit back in the corner. You can't just sit back and be quiet and not say anything because that's been the problem. We've become too docile, too quiet, and our motivation has basically become whatever. And we need to change that. And this year could be that year for you guys. This is more of a real talk opportunity, you know, getting kind of a little deep and just been hearing a lot of things from different people in this these past few days, actually these past couple weeks. And it's just been quite interesting to see that what I've been feeling and thinking about men's ministry and even churches is not actually too far off. Uh, John Cooper, if you guys know who he is, he's the main singer for Skillet. And Skillet is my ultimately probably my favorite Christian band. Um, I do like other bands, but Skillet is definitely my number one. But John Cooper this past, I think, I don't know if it was like maybe in the summer that he kind of started this, but he started doing a podcast and he's just been talking about just what's been going on with churches, the music world, Christian leaders, and just Christian life in general. And he actually wrote a pot, uh, not a podcast. Well, he does have a podcast, but he wrote a blog that actually has been very inspiring to know that someone like him is recognizing the need and the issues that have been very quiet because we haven't really been noticing it until 2020. I think 2020 has really opened up a lot of interesting doors that people have just been kind of ignoring, I guess would be the best way to describe it, or kind of just not really said anything about. And I wanted to uh, just encourage you guys to know that If you're, if you're seeing things or you're noticing things, especially in your church, that could be issues, don't stay quiet. Don't, don't feel afraid. And sorry, guys, um, 
our dog in our house is howling because someone left and she doesn't like not having anybody around and because I'm downstairs she doesn't know I'm here but anyway um don't be afraid to speak up because that's, I think that's the one thing that I'm, I've discovered is we we may not know how to talk to our pastors or how to talk to to leaders in our church but I want to encourage you do not be afraid to do so I really think that's one of the main things that I'm concerned about men I don't know for the last couple decades is that not all men are like this okay just be mindful of that but a lot of men are afraid to speak up when they see something they're not understanding or um, they're concerned about but anyway John Cooper wrote this uh, blog called it make pastors uncool again and I had been hearing some other things that he had been saying and I was kind of like oh this is kind of interesting so this is what he kind of speaks on so pastors shouldn't be rock stars yeah I said it a rock star promotes himself builds his brand and entertains people it is his job a pastor is supposed to lay his life down for his sheep he serves he protects and he equips the saints of the work of the ministry which he takes it from Ephesians 4 11 through 12 which I was like well I'm, I'm glad he put some scripture into that because I didn't know much about him prior to just really putting my whole interest into the music and I think it's just because I never really thought about it but I found out that he was brought up as a I think the pastor's kid or just in a really good Christian family so when he decided to do music, it was this desire of putting basically what he has learned to scripture. So I'm going to the actual version of using ESV and it says, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry for building up the body of Christ. Now this verse two verses is actually very important for us as Christians um, I honestly think that we are all supposed to be ministers I think certain people are given gifts specifically like pastors and, and Christian leaders that are put in positions to lead other Christians are about equipping and training but as members of a church you're about ministry because, I mean, it says equip the saints for the work of ministry. So one of the issues I've been having with a lot of Christian churches lately, when I've been in them from people, is the mindset that ministry is just for the pastor to do or for the, the youth director or pastor or the children's youth pastor or director or those people that are paid in the church because they've gotten this mindset and I think it's a lot of it because of our culture we've we've designed a culture that really thinks that you have to be certified for everything you have to have all the degrees for everything to be able to do anything so we have this mindset that we've been engraving into our society so heavily that we see it in churches too we see that when ministry opportunities open up you know average Joe He's like, well, I'm a business guy or I'm a trash guy. You know, I, I can't teach a class. And as the Christian leaders, I'm not seeing them say, well, we want to train you guys. I, I see it more like, yeah, go get, go get a degree or get education 
and then we'll talk or maybe take some of these classes so you get a better understanding. Like, why? Like, why aren't you, as the spiritual leader of your church, why aren't you training these men or building some type of training that helps them prepare to be leaders of a group? Get comfortable. Because, like, one of the things I remember in my high school, even though, um, you know, it was very legalistic in a lot of its mindset, I remember my senior pastor of the church that was church and school were the same thing basically but he he did one time and i wish he had done it more often because i think later on i would have been more interested in doing it or i would have mind come back and maybe even taught it because i changed from high school into adulthood quite a bit but he actually took any of the guys who wanted to learn how to preach and he taught him he actually did a class on it and he did a lot of different things with it and then he gave them each an opportunity to preach which i thought that was awesome i think in churches we should be doing the same thing if there's a guy in the church even if he doesn't have a degree of any kind that's biblical you know if he has enough training he's been studying he wants to learn teach him because you'd be amazed at how much just teaching them how to do something like this can help not just about preaching in front of people, but training his family, training his kids, training other people, other men, because it gives them basically the confidence to do what they're supposed to be doing. And we're supposed to be building disciples. We're supposed to be building up, mentoring, leading people. And it's very interesting. So anyway, going back to the blog, it says, so why does it seem... Like many of our celebrity pastors are obsessively self-promoting, building their own brands, protecting themselves by never preaching or teaching anything that would put them in Twitter prison. Yes, it's sad, devastating to watch our leaders fall into sin. But when the foundation is built so poorly, it shouldn't be all that surprising. And I thought that was pretty strong words, but it's very true. Many Christians have been saying this for years. It's past time that I joined them. I'm tired of celebrity pastors. Pastors aren't supposed to be cool. They're not supposed to be fashion trender setters. We are all called to decrease that Christ would increase both in our hearts and in our lives. John 3.30 His fame should be known, not ours. Celebrity pastors get out of, get out of the way. You're hogging the spotlight by making yourself the story instead of you should be taking some hits on the front lines by stating clearly what God commands. Celebrity pastors seldom do this. Instead, most of what we hear is rhetorical, gobbledygook, yeah, he used that word, veiled mysticism, and repackaged New Age movement self-help promotional material disguised as the work of the Spirit. And he goes on talking about his pastor, and he remembers how... Um, He's basically a faceless, nameless, and will never get the ador- adoration of the world because his desire was for Jesus and not to have all the glory. You know, he taught him biblical truth. He got down deep and dirty with him about his life. He helped him recognize things in his life that he needed to change. That part right there. And then he says, Pastors, I am thankful for you. Many are serving faithfully, and you will be rewarded by God. But for the pastors who are receiving the reward on earth, I have a request for you. Please stop looking for adoration from the world. We don't need you to look awesome. We need you to be fearless and preach the gospel according to the unchanging authoritative word of God. (coughs) 
stop finding clever ways to evade questions. And I've seen this. I've seen a lot of videos in 2020 where pastors are get asked direct questions that are very biblically sound that you can find in scripture. And they vaguely respond by kind of like twisting and turning around the question to not truly answer it. So he says, you know the ones. God commands about sexual morality, God's authority structure in the church and at home. Biblical justice is said of religion of modern social justice. This is huge, huge, huge. I've seen this a lot ever since COVID happened and then the rioting started for BLM. This has been a huge, huge thing in churches and Christian people that I, I had a lot of respect for. And hearing them talk about the religion of modern social justice is seems to be a movement that's getting pushed in a lot of churches, especially those in the cities. This is not biblical. Answer them and answer them clearly for heaven's sake. Please stop trying to find new ways to explain the perceived inconvenient truths of God's word. God to love what he loves, hate what he hates. And that's big, guys. It's big. This used to be a prerequisite for church leadership. Today is deemed radical and even bigoted. Playtime is over. The spiritual battle is raging. And the field is full of wimps and boys who have never picked up a sword because it's just feels... Hold on. Pick up a sword because it just feels mean. We need generals and leaders who don't care about their brand, their look, their likes, and making allegiances with the world. It's short. It's time to make pastors uncool again. I love this article because it's not even just for pastors. I think it's even for men. I think we have a lot of wimps and boys as men who aren't stepping up and leading like they're supposed to. And, and I I do blame many pastors for this too, because they're not training men like they're supposed to. And churches aren't building up the, the family unit like they're supposed to. And so we have a lot of young families and couples who just are lost and confused because they see... I guess, I mean, we can't just blame that, but, you know, media itself is also transformed and caused a lot of issues that have caused blindness in a lot of people. Um, the media has made unit family units soft and kind of easily influenced and moved. I guess you can say, into a culture that doesn't really want to figure out facts, doesn't really want to make any effort that would cause them discomfort because they're more afraid of not fitting in than making a difference or an impact in their culture. I'll let that sink in for a little bit as we go for a quick break. Hey guys, welcome back. And as we've been talking about, I, I brought up the blog that John Cooper has done, um, basically calling it Make Pastors Uncool Again. And I want you guys to really think about all that I said in the first half. 
when was the last time you actually heard your pastor? And I know it's not all churches, but when was the last time you heard your pastor talk about that it's wrong living with another person that you're not married to? When was the last time you heard your pastor talk about how a dad should not be king over his home, but be a leader over his home? When was the last time you heard him talk about uh, saying that getting pregnant before marriage is not biblical? When was the last time that you ever heard anybody ever take actual scripture of sin issues and actually talk about it? I mean, I never actually have heard any pastor talk about the fact that pornography is actually wrong. I just hear that sexual immorality is wrong, but no one's actually actually talked about it or explained what it could do to a guy and or a woman. Because <clears throat> it can go both ways. It's not just for men. You see, the, the, the system we've been creating is just a kind of a feel-good Christianity. As long as you accept Christ, you got your fire insurance, always remember that he loves you. So even if you do sin, he loves you. <clears throat> what we don't say is that, oh, by the way, if you continue in this sin, it's going to separate yourself from God. And you're going to feel like you're being secluded or that he's distanced from you. And the truth is, is because your sin life is blocking any form or opportunity for you to actually grow in your faith. You see, Paul talks about this quite often. It's a, it's the flesh versus the, the spirit. Okay. He talks about, it's a changing of your mind. It's, a, it's, it's renewing of your mind. It, it basically, it's you, you have to build your life around a biblical foundation like if your foundation is crap i mean even john cooper talks about it's based on their foundation and how they how they preach and teach he says like this but when the foundation is built so poorly it shouldn't be all that surprising you see that goes to you and i if our foundation our biblical truth everything that we stand on is not biblical it's worldly or it's what we want our feelings because that's another big thing especially you can see in 2020 the cancel culture the 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 mindset over where we choose opinions over facts because we don't want to see the facts because we want to we just want to have it the way we want it that is like a huge christian i've seen it in youth i've seen it in young adults especially and I've seen in adults because it's it's been decades. It's not just been like a recent change. It's been decades of this type of change. And so we have more opinionated emotional people than we do have biblical truth people. Okay? It's 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 a choice. So if you're choosing a foundation that is not biblical you can't expect going to church to feel good for that moment and come and come back or leave church to go home and expect that change to be amazing because i heard a great sermon but i still want to live the life i want to live and you're like oh well that's not what i've been teaching you that's what god's basically saying i've been teaching you have to change your life and basically give it all to me so that I can renew you, change you, and build you into what I want. No, 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 Lord. I, you know, I, I love, I love you on church. I, I love worshiping you. I love praising your name. But you know, you know, the rest of the week, you know, I, I like going to the bars. I like sleeping with these women. I like living the life I want to live. It's great. It is the life I'm happy spending on my money and what I want to spend it on. And I don't care 
but Sundays I give it all to you, my whole heart. You know, and it's like we live in this ritual-minded mindset that we keep building over and over again, thinking that we're walking around like Christians. Because I, I'm going to be honest with you, there's probably a lot of people that are going to turn out to not be Christians. And a lot of it's because they've never actually accepted Christ as Savior of transforming them, but they accepted the ideal behind what it means to be a Christian. So instead of having Christians, we have a bunch of people who are actually lost because they live a Christian-like atmosphere, but really have never made that change because your fruit should reflect that change. It doesn't mean that we never sin, we never make a mistake. It means that there should be this desire for, for asking forgiveness and change and wanting to be different. Wanting to be a man or even a woman who loves God first and wants to live a life that's honoring him. That wants, wants to live a life that's transforming. Wants to live a life that's different. You see, we're not going to be liked by people. We're actually going to be hated. Why? Because they don't like having someone like Jesus telling them that their life is different. And that's the thing is we don't see that transforming desire. Like pastors are more afraid of offending people and them leaving the church than they are seeing them transform and change. You know how many times I've seen people when I've confronted them on things and if, even if they confronted me on things, there's a transformation, there's a change. Why? Because there's people coming in and saying truth to them. And they're telling them that you need to stop doing this so that you could be like Christ. And you can't do it both ways. You can't live a life for the world and live a life for God. It doesn't work that way. You've got to recognize that it's going to take effort and time and work. And we're going to have to actually go and study God's word. We're going to have to pray. We're going to have to go to church. We're going to have to change things in our lives to be transformed. So this 2021 year, this could be an opportunity for you to repent from any sins that you're doing, to change your life so that you're not walking in this path of the world continually. I mean, I know when midnight switched, you know, 2020's problems didn't just disappear. And I know overnight you're not going to be transformed. But if you have a willing heart and if you truly accepted Christ, you should be wanting to change. You shouldn't want to be the same type of guy you were five years ago. Like if you guys say five years ago and you've never changed from the years before, then you never really change. And I would be really concerned whether you have actually accepted Christ. Because just accepting because you don't want to go to hell is not salvation. That's not what Christ did for you. He didn't die so that you don't go to hell. He died because he wanted to take your sins and take the penalty that you deserve and give you an opportunity to ask for forgiveness where you don't have to do sacrifices, physical sacrifices every week, where you can communicate with God directly because the Holy Spirit is your like your mediator. He's your comforter. He is your direct line. We are the priesthood, okay? We don't have to go to someone else like the Israel Israel had to do by going to the, to the head priests and give them their sacrifice, and then they went before God giving the sacrifice. Christ did it for us. 
That's why it's so important that we repent and change because we need to be leaders in our church, not sit buyers, warm seat warmers, as I call them, or men that don't want to do anything. We need to be men that are doing something. We need to be men in our church, leaders in our church. We need to be leaders in our home. We need to learn how to do it. We need to learn how to be it. We need to be warriors that are not afraid to go to the front lines in our faith and speak up. Just because someone's a pastor doesn't mean that they don't have struggles, don't have problems, and it also doesn't mean that they're leading you right. Having the title doesn't mean anything. It's how they live, how they how their fruit, fruit is presented, and how they teach you, how they present themselves to you. You can see it in the way they pray, the way they talk to you, the way they treat you, the way they counsel you, the way they treat other people, the way they preach, because you could see this Holy Spirit just kind of like glow off of their body as they're preaching because it's not just about preaching to look good it's not about to be cool it's not about the idea of um being a professor because i i think we have a lot of pastors who preach like professors but aren't about training you they just want to give you information and that's not necessarily helping you grow if a pastor doesn't spend time with you outside your church Sunday church in a sense that I'm not talking because some churches are pretty big and the pastor doesn't have time to do that but if he makes no effort when he knows that you've been struggling with something he makes no effort to continue to make sure that you're on the right track gets you books gets you you know prays with you maybe even sees if we could find some men in the church that can help you or be accountable partners for you then he's missing the point in what he should be doing as a trainer as a discipler because he needs to help you get on track so that you can lead the way you're supposed to. You could probably think of some pastors growing up when you were a kid, or even some men that you've met who have impacted your life, who have transformed your life. And why? Because there was, a, there was an investment. And like I said, not all pastors are able to do this. Some pastors have just too many people, but there's other leaders in their church that should be doing it. In fact, there should be other men in the church that should be able to be say, hey, Rob, this is Bill. Bill, you know, I think you two would do really well to meet once a month and just talk with each other, pray with each other, and just be there for each other. Have leaders like that, mentors that you can count on that could be used in such a way, impact other men. It's so so easy to just sit back and not do anything but this year guys this year 2021 make it be different you're struggling find help talk reach out ask men that are in your church that you know are walking upright talk to your pastor men if you are trying to figure out something to do ask your pastor how you can be more involved in your church if you feel like your church is not going the way you, you think it should, you know, the pastors, the leaders, the other men, it just seems like it's a social club. Ask God, is there another church you want me to be a part of? Or is there a way that I can maybe start a, a warrior within brotherhood in my church that is about building up men? And so, you know, you find studies, you find books, you find things that you could present to your pastor and say, hey, I want to start this men's group. I want to do it this way. Um can I? Because <laughs> some churches have rules, but um, if not, I mean, you're not bound by your church to start a men's group. If you want to do it on your own, do it on your own. 
you, you can start whatever you like to start. Um, you just won't get the support that from a church because some churches have rules. But like I, I just look at it as I, I want you guys to be able to be willing to build such a brotherhood, such a ministry-minded brotherhood for other men in your church. Build it up. Do it yourself if you have to. Your church is welcoming of the idea. Make a plan. Show them what you're what you're thinking, what you like to see in the church, and just just design it. Do it. Create it. Build warriors in your church instead of men who just sit back and do nothing. The opportunity is yours. Make this year be different. Don't sit back. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for. 2020 thank you for this new year that has come i pray that you start building up men warrior men who want to lead their church want to lead their families want to lead in their communities just want to make a difference lord remove the fear or or, or the i i just can't do it lord i don't have to get you do have the capability i pray lord that you would just show them that they can open up these doors build brotherhoods in their churches Allow any of the men that are listening, if, if they feel like they're called to start something, give them the courage to do so. Bring other men that just like, you, they may have not known that want something like this, just come kind of out of the woodwork and just want to support them on this. Build up men this year, Lord. I want to I see warrior men that are out there, not, not men that are just sitting back in a social club and only show up to give their tithes and that's it. Build men, Lord. Build men that honor you, love you, that want to serve you, that want to spread the gospel, who want to teach, that want to be men of God. Make this year be a change maker. Even with all these restrictions and rules that are going on because of COVID and uh, the rioting and all these issues that have come from 2020, Lord, that you just allow these men to step away from their emotional baggage and take on the gospel message of truth. Studying your words, praying, spending time in growth this year. I pray that you start building these men up, that th these opportunities will just open up in their churches or even themselves starting something. I pray this all in your name, in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to share, there is a book that I would like to recommend to all of you guys. I believe it's called Men of Valor, but I'm going to look it up real quick. Nope. But basically, it's a book I found for my men's group that is kind of a devotion. Okay devotional type book and I do recommend this to a lot of guys um, they have been taking it up and some of them have liked it a lot definitely impact them a lot and I'm having a hard time finding it so just be patient with me but it's called men of valor um, it does ask you to actually journal and I know a lot of guys don't really like the journal but I want to encourage you guys to do so if you if you're willing to try something new journaling is a very interesting thing for guys it really opens them up it really transforms them. and i don't know why i cannot find this 
other books I do recommend is Wild at Heart, Stepping Up, especially if you want to do studies. They both have study things um, that are really, really, really good. And they really teach you a lot of things. I, I'm really sorry I can't find this, but... Anyway, um, I recommend this book a lot. And... Ah, here he goes. Man of Valor, not Men of Valor. So, it is written by Richard, R-I-C-H-A-R-D, X, and the last name is E-X-L-E-Y. It's not very expensive, but I really enjoyed it, and it really opened up a lot of thoughts for me, for myself. It opened up a lot of personal, because I mean, it, it says, every man's quest for life of honor, conviction, and character. I mean, it's kind of what we've been kind of talking about today, too. So it's called Man of Valor. Richard Exley. E-X-L-E-Y. Anyway, guys, I, I just hope you guys have a great day today. Enjoy it. Um, and make this year different. Take care and God bless.